In this edition of Locked On Capitals, your Washington Capitals blank, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Let's talk about that game next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, give it a thumbs up or leave some comments. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holney. You can find me on Twitter, it's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter, it's at LockedOnCaps. So in this edition of Locked On Capitals, we'll talk about the return of Tom Wilson and Nick Backstrom and what that means to this Caps lineup. Obviously, you add two players, two players had to move out. We'll talk about those players and what that ultimately means for the Capitals going forward. But just to get it going here, your Capitals do, in fact, blank the Columbus Blue Jackets. And uh, it's one of the games that I got to say, the Columbus Blue Jackets actually outshot the Capitals. So it's not like they didn't have a lot of will to win. One of the things that I noticed in the game is I think that a lot of the players out on the ice, they saw that Tom Wilson and Nick Backstrom were in the lineup and they thought that they were going to make some sort of magic happen and that they were going to get all the goals and they were going to get all the assists. I feel like the Capitals were kind of, kind of, they were stepped back a little bit as far as their production. I think that, uh, you know, when Wilson and Backstrom were out of the lineup, it was a team that was hungry. And I think that they realized that everyone had to pull on that rope in order to get success for this Capitals team. And they did see that success in the month of December in particular. But now you add Nick Backstrom and Tom Wilson, two huge names on this team that have been there for some time, two marquee names. So I feel to a certain extent that some of the other players kind of took their foot off the gas, except for Eric Gustafson, I guess, as he got a goal on the night. But it's going to have to continue to be a Capitals team that is getting scoring up and down the line. It's not just going to be the marquee names. It's not just going to be your Tom Wilson and your Alex Ovechkin and your Kuznetsov and Backstrom. It's going to be the fourth line. It's going to be the blue line. And if they want to continue with the success that they had in December, it is going to have to be that same thing going forward, even though two big names came back to the lineup. So that was my uh, thing that I noticed on the game. Tom Wilson talked about the standing ovation he and Backstrom received from the Capitals fans tonight. He said, the fans, the roar when Nick and I came out, it's a pretty special feeling. And just a thank you to everyone for all their support from the city and all the fans. We definitely felt it. And uh, Backstrom said, amazing. I couldn't ask for anything else. That was something special. That's for sure. Moments like that, you're never going to forget. And it was very special. And, you know, two names that are familiar around the D.C. area, and if you're a Capitals fan, is Tom Wilson and Nick Backstrom. We know 
Nick Backstrom leads the team in assists. And Tom Wilson, what he brings, the physicality, the leadership, and uh, kind of working his way slowly away from being that fighter that he was in his younger day. I know that, you know, if he's provoked, he will fight and stand up for uh, his fellow teammates, but he is kind of slowly edging his way uh, away from being kind of that junkyard dog that I'm going to fight you at the drop of a hat. So, I think that primarily that's a maturity uh, in Tom Wilson. And we'll talk about uh, Nick and Tom in more detail later in the show. But Darcy Kemper showing up and playing big. I still can't believe there's Capitals fans out there that speak disparagingly of Darcy Kemper. Darcy Kemper saved 32 shots for his fourth shutout of the season. The most in the NHL. Mike drop. If that doesn't tell you anything about what kind of uh, goalie Darcy Kemper is. I don't know where the hate comes from, why people don't like him. You know, it's funny. I get quite a few comments on Twitter and uh, YouTube, people saying, why do you keep singing the praises of Darcy Kemper? He's not that great. Well, I mean, I just rolled off some statistics for you, and obviously he is. Um, so in any event, Darcy Kemper dialed in and kind of saved the Caps bacon tonight, if you will, because, you know, if you take a look at it, the Blue Jackets outshot the Capitals. So, you know, in theory, uh, you could see how they should have won the game. But uh, Alex Ovechkin also being a bull in the China shop, he led the team with four shots. Garnet Hathaway dropped the gloves with Gavin Bayreuther. And, uh, you know, it was one of the things, you know, uh, Hathaway hit a guy and Bayreuther wanted to come in and try to play tough. And if you saw the fight in the game, um, uh, Garnet Hathaway got one hook and just really connected the last punch of that fight. And I bet you at that moment that Bayreuther was probably thinking to himself, I got in a little bit over my head because I've been in some fights in my younger day when I was in high school, that kind of thing, you know, not in years, but if you take a hit of that magnitude, that's going to sober you up in a hurry. And I got to think that Bayreuther, when he got connected on that hit, it probably he's like, wow, I kind of bit off more than I could chew here. So I know that just from watching these last two games with him, that he's kind of a big name on the team. He's got some goal scoring touch and he seems to be kind of, you know, maybe their tough guy a little bit out there. But again, if you're going to try to take on the likes of a Garnet Hathaway or a Tom Wilson, these guys are veteran fighters. You know, you better pack a lunch. And you know what the adage is, you play with a bull, you get the horns. And well, Bayreuther got the horn tonight uh, as Garnet Hathaway showed him what's up. It wasn't even really close, if you ask me. Anthony Mantha was a healthy scratch, as was Nicholas Abe Cubell. So two players uh, had to come out of the lineup, um, you know, and to make room for Backstrom and Wilson. So as we know, Alexi Protus got loaned down to the Hershey Bears. Same goes for Joe Snively. Joe Snively, however, was exposed to the waiver wire. And thank goodness, you know, fingers crossed. I actually am a Joe Snively fan. He did clear waivers and was assigned down to Hershey. My assessment is on it is that the Hershey Bears are stacked right now. They are a team to look out for. Um, so if you're not watching a Capitals game, maybe you should uh, subscribe to AHL uh, TV and uh, watch some of the games because that Hershey Bears team is just dialed in this season and playing really great. And it's your future Capitals players ostensibly that are playing down there. So it is just great. And, you know, it's not the end of the world for Protus and Snively to go down to Hershey. I know it's probably a little bit humbling, but in any event, it's good that they have that depth out there. 
Columbus outshot the Capitals 37 to 19. Uh, and that's one of the things I'm talking about that if it wasn't for Darcy Kemper, and I'm, you know, I'm not to say that Charlie Lingren wouldn't have done it, but in any event, uh, Darcy Kemper was the netminder in the game tonight, and he saved 37 of 37. There's not really anything more that you could ask for from Darcy Kemper than to save every possible shot that was shot in his direction. Um, and he faced a decent amount. 37 shots on net is a decent amount. And he stood up for the challenge uh, and just a great night for Darcy. Peter Laviolette on the game. I thought we were off a little bit. A lot of things we were trying to do. You got to give Columbus a lot of credit just to get out of our zone, out of the neutral zone. We just seemed off with our passing, said Laviolette. It was behind us. It was ahead of us. It was at our skates. We just couldn't get to the next level. And, uh, you know, part of that is probably, you know, you take a look at Tom Wilson and Nick Backstrom, who have not played for the entire season until tonight. They're probably going to be a little rusty. I know they've been practicing for some time, but to get those real game reps is a totally different ball of wax. So that is probably why they weren't totally dialed in. And I kind of, you know, one of the things I talked about in my weekend episode was that, you know, the chemistry of this team. I know that Wilson and Backstrom have been a part of this nucleus for quite some time, but they have not been a part of this team on the ice anyway this entire season. The Capitals saw great success in the month of December. Will adding Wilson and Backstrom kind of off kilter the chemistry a little bit. I guess that remains to be seen. I think that ultimately they will probably work into uh, the position that they have out there. One of the things as well is that Nick Backstrom was slated to come back for, before Tom Wilson. We found out in the game it was a positive COVID-19 test that kind of set him back. So it was kind of a cool moment. It was a cool moment to have Wilson and Backstrom return on the same night. But the original plan was to have uh, Backstrom come back before Wilson. So in any event, a great game for the Capitals tonight. A shutout. Uh, you really can't ask for anything more than that after they lost uh, to the Predators, which was kind of a tough loss. But to get back into the win column, that is what it's all about. All right, so after the break here, we will continue to talk about Tom Wilson and Nick Backstrom. But up next, we will talk about Nick Backstrom and the kind of game that he had and what it took for him to come back to the ice. We'll talk about that next. Partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted more energy. I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I wanted to see what the hype was about. Now, I've been taking it for several months, and it doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has kind of a mild tropical taste that I actually enjoy taking each morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of these things. Now, I personally take it because I have young children at home, and if you have young children, you can relate. You need that extra boost of energy. It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything, while still tasting great. It supports better sleep quality and recovery focus. It supports mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing with the best thing. Athletic Greens uses the best products based on latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. 
It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health. It's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash NHL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up on the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen every day. Make sure and check out Locked On NHL Prospects, your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft, plus NHL draft rankings and top prospect comparison for every team. Locked On NHL Prospects, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this next segment here, we are going to talk about the return of Nick Backstrom, a huge player on this team. Uh, as we saw, he played on the top line tonight with Ovechkin and Connor Sherry. Connor Sherry did retain his role on the top line right wing. It was speculated that Tom Wilson might take it, but Connor Sherry has played so great, they didn't mess with that. Backstrom brought his playmaking ability to the top line where he went to work with Ovechkin and Sherry, who alternated with Marcus Johansson. He had a solid game, winning five of six draws and managing three hits, one shot, and one block, writes Washington Hockey Now. So it was one of the games out there, you know, for Backstrom to go out there and do what he does best. And that is, you know, kind of being a great eye on the rink to see plays before they happen. And, you know, TJ Oshie is another one on the uh, Capitals that has that ability. But, you know, certain players, they have kind of that one dimensional, you know, shoot me the puck and I'll score. But it's for them to be able to look at the ice and see it differently than everyone else. That is one of the things that Nick Backstrom has. He has a knack for being in the right place at the right time and making really great saucer passes generally to his wingers and having them score the puck. Um, so it was just a really great uh, night to have Nick Backstrom out there. And uh, one of the things that he talked about was coming back. You know, there's not a lot of setbacks for him was he needs to work on conditioning, cardio health, and getting used to handling the puck in a real game situation. He said, it was just the conditioning part. I was a little off. I fell a couple times, hit some players. So it felt normal. So that part is fine, Backstrom said. And then he added with a grin, I just need to get work on stick handling, you know, as if Nick Backstrom really needs any help with stick handling. I think that there's probably a little bit of tongue in cheek with him saying that, but you know, given, you know, saying what, what, what is due here, he probably was a little rusty considering that he has not played for the entire season, but in any event, it is great to have him back out there. And one of the stories that he shared as well was with his son, Vince, you know, he saw his dad go to the rink and practice and practice and practice and he, his son asked him, he said, Dad, is tonight the night that you're going to play? Um, are you actually going to get some game time? He said that, um, obviously, I missed this and not knowing what my future was to hold. Just coming back and playing was great. I couldn't ask for anything. That was something special, that's for sure. And, uh, you know, that was him kind of resounding what his son, Vince, asked and, you know, what it meant for him to finally be out on the ice. When he told his son that, you know, son, I am going back and I am going to play tonight 
a huge moment. And then Nick Backstrom talks about what it means for him to be playing back in front of Capitals fans. Just a really special moment. Uh, but, but, you know, one of the things that I did talk about was the chemistry with, you know, fellow players. Is he going to be able to get that chemistry back with Ovechkin and Connor Sherry or whoever the case may be? Um, I have a feeling, you know, that the arrow is pointing up. He has played in this league for some time. Uh, I have no real doubt about that. On his first game of the year, he says, I get a little nervous every game, but this was obviously something different. I haven't been this nervous before a game. I'll be honest about that. And that was one of the things, too, is that he has missed a substantial amount of time out there. Um, this is the longest stretch I do believe that he has ever missed. So for him to miss that time to come back to play on the big stage, I guess probably would make me a little bit nervous as well. Sometimes you hear these players go down to, you know, AHL Hershey for conditioning stints. He didn't have any of that. He just practiced with the team for a lengthy period of time and then was thrust right into real game situations. So for him to say he was nervous, I want to know something. I believe that I would be nervous as well. And then he was saying, I'm getting into the swing of things and gearing up for the last half of the season. He says, we haven't had a lot of power play reps like that. And obviously the situation is different too. When you're starting midseason, it's hard to get reps with the guys. But I think in time, we'll adjust and make sure we get better. And again, I have no doubt, just the pedigree, just the long history of Nick Backstrom playing hockey for one and then playing it with a lot of the players that he's you know played with for years. See Alex Ovechkin and Tom Wilson and John Carlson. You know, those are just the top off the top of my head. Kuznetsov, a lot of these players that seem like they haven't been there that long. See how long it's been. It's been a lot longer than you think. Um, and Nick Backstrom has been there every step of the way. And uh, you got to think to a certain extent, no one is more happy than Alex Ovechkin. Um, you know, Nick Backstrom has assisted on more Ovechkin goals than anyone else. Uh, so it was uh, an interesting thing. And they had a, a bit of trivia in the game tonight. They said, who is the second most assisted on Alex Ovechkin? And I guess I got to be a bit surprised when I heard the answer. It was TJ Oshie. Um, you know, there were other candidates out there. I thought, you know, maybe it would have been Kuznetsov or, you know, Mike Green was another one they mentioned and Alex Semin. But, you know, the trivia in the game are on the show tonight. They said that it was TJ Oshie, but I believe it. You know, like I talked about off the top of this segment, just the ability to see the hockey rink, you know, better than anyone else, to see plays develop and be a part of those plays and be in the right place to contribute. Uh, you know, that is why these guys are playing at an elite level. And uh, I have no doubt in my mind that they will continue to do bigger and better things going forward here. All right, so after the break here, we will talk about Tom Wilson. Yes, another big play return to the, the lineup. And if you're asking me, I think that Tom Wilson's impact is even greater than Nick Backstrom's, if that's possible. Let's talk about Tom next. Online.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and World Cup. We've got it all at Bet Online. And if you love sports, you can find those at Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So even if you're not into betting, you could bet on an upcoming Capitals game. It makes watching the games that much more exciting. So head to the website to Today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. 
All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this next segment here, we are going to talk about the return of Tom Wilson and the physicality that he brings to this team. You know, there's a lot of intangibles that he brings. It's not just the tough guy. It's not just the goal scoring. It's kind of his leadership in general, I got to say, out there as well. So to have Tom Wilson back out there was huge. Wilson brought physicality and pressure while skating on the second line with Evgeny Kuznetsov and Dylan Strom. Dylan Strom, uh, who moved to the wing position, we kind of knew that was going to happen when Backstrom came back. And, you know, one of the good things about Dylan Strom is that there is that flexibility that he could play wing. But to have him playing with Tom Wilson was just, uh, it seemed to be a good match. Ultimately, do I see Tom Wilson moving to that top line where Connor Sherry plays? Yeah, I kind of do at some point. I guess it depends on if Connor Sherry can maintain his production because if he doesn't, you know, Tom Wilson's just waiting right there to say, hey, put me back where I fit. And uh, that's what they'll end up doing. And he did get that great production um, on that top line when he did play. So I guess it remains to be seen where Tom Wilson ends up playing. But, you know, for me to have him big uh, out on the ice is that intimidation factor. It's that enforcer. And, you know, like I talked about off the top of the show, he is slowly kind of working his way away from that. Just like Alex Ovechkin, when he first came to this team into the league, he would drop the gloves at the drop of a hat. He really doesn't do that anymore. The last major fight that Ovechkin was in was against Shvechnikov from the Carolina Hurricanes, and that was in 2019. And uh, it's 2023, so that has been some time. So Tom Wilson, I'm going to say he still, you know, will probably get drawn into those fights. He was able to avoid it tonight. But I still do think that, you know, you know what they say is that a zebra doesn't change its stripes. I don't think that Tom Wilson um, will change that much either. Wilson's reputation, players trying to draw him into fights like tonight with Jackets winger Matthew Oliver. He wanted a fight, and I just said, hey, give me a game, Wilson said, following the Capitals' one to nothing victory. So you know those are the great parts of hockey and why you play the game and the passions and the competitive nature it's fun going up against those guys, but I had to politely decline at that point in the game. And you know, I like I said, that was the that was the wise thing to do. We don't need Tom Wilson to exacerbate that knee injury if that is possible, or we don't need him to get injured getting in a fight in some capacity. If we look back at the injury, you know, that knee injury that he faced against the Panthers, it didn't look like it was anything. It looks like he just got kind of twisted against the boards, but that was the end of the season, and he was never able to return. Uh, so I think that that was wise for Tom Wilson to be take kind of the more mature route. There is no doubt in my mind that Tom Wilson would have wiped the ice with him. Um, but I think that ultimately it was that he was trying to draw a penalty, right? That's what he was trying to do. And Wilson, in his you know more mature state, as the older he gets, he said, thanks, but no thanks. But really, you know what I could do to you if I really wanted to. So... That was wise for Tom Wilson to avoid fights. We do not need to have him getting into fights his first game back. I just don't think that sends the right message, but I do think that fights await once he gets back into the swing of things and once he is sure that that knee you know, will sustain and maintain and there's not any lingering issues there. But you know, he does bring that level of intimidation, and that's what I talked about. It's still, I still can't forget you know, the first game that they played against the Ottawa Senators 
that the senators really kind of had their way with the capitals. I felt like they were pushed around and Garnet Hathaway was the really only capital out on the ice that was trying to fend off all these guys. And you could tell on his face, he was overwhelmed. Like somebody else out here, help me. Do I got to fight off all these other senator players? And there's not a lot of other sandpaper players on this team. You know, Ovechkin, you know, like I said, if provoked, he can fight. Um, and, you know, Nicholas Abe-Cubel kind of has that in his skill set, but, you know, he was scratched. Um, you know, and some of the other guys that have big frames on this team just aren't intrinsically the fighter type. You take a look at Anthony Mantha. He's got this big bulking frame, but he's not a real fighter. You know, one of the uh, few fights that I saw him in this year, he didn't look real comfortable in fighting. He, you know, the if I remember right, the jersey guy kind of pulled over his head and he was kind of just, he looked uncomfortable fighting, suffice to say. So it is kind of a skill set. Um, that not everyone has. It's one of the intangibles that you bring to your game. And Tom Wilson and Garnet Hathaway are two players that have that. So to have not just Garnet Hathaway being the tough guy out there, to have Tom Wilson, who even has a bigger frame and even a better fighter, in my opinion, it's, you know, just, he doesn't have to drop the gloves. It's the fear that he will. It's the fear that if I am, you know, playing the puck in the corner and, you know, Tom Wilson's on the ice, I am probably going to get flattened into the boards. That's the intimidation factor. You don't have to fight, but it's your reputation preceding you. He casts a wide shadow. Everyone around the league knows who he is. So if you're wise, you better have your head on a swivel. And when you're going down the ice, you better keep your head up. You know, you take a look at that Ryan Reeves hit on the wild. I want to say it was against the... Um, the Red Wings out there where it was an open ice hit just demolished this guy. And ultimately, why was it? Because his head was down and he wasn't prepared for it. Um, Ryan Reeves is one of those guys who is kind of single dimensional. Uh, you know, you take a look at it, a junkyard dog. He came to the wild to kind of be that enforcer. So, you know, to have someone like that out there, it is a viable commodity. What makes Tom Wilson so special is that not only... Is he that tough guy? He is that intimidator, but he can also score goals and a great leader. So, you know, this Capitals team is going in the right direction. You got Baxter back. You got Wilson back. You know, there's not a lot of excuses left anymore for why this Capitals team doesn't perform the way they end up performing this season because they have rock solid net minding. They have two huge pieces back. John Carlson's out. You know, I guess you could point to that if things don't go well, but Gustafson has stepped up. I think that this Capitals team is in a great position to do things going forward here. Um, the one thing, like I talked about off the top of the show, is they can't take their foot off the gas. They can't expect Wilson and Backstrom to do everything. It's everyone pulling on that collective rope. And then I think that ultimately the Capitals will continue to do uh, great things. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On NHL Prospects, your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft. Locked on NHL Prospects, available on YouTube and wherever you find your podcasts. So, once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked on Capitals, where it's your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.